Last week, we talked about using your experiences to form your leadership. This week, we talk about partnering with the nonprofits that light you up. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple pivots into for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We have Jane and Cece joining us again this week. If you didn't take a listen to last week's episode, definitely take a listen. There was so much valuable insight that came from these two amazing women. Uh, today we're talking to Jane Hilberg DeLarco. She is a volunteer and a staff member for Terrabinth Refuge. I'm excited to hear about the volunteer and the staff member because I know it's super important to you. She's also a hairstylist who is very much a socialpreneur. She is an entrepreneur who cares a lot about this cause. Uh, joining us is also Cece Turlau. Um, she is a founder and executive director of Terabinth Refuge, which is a holistic program for adult women who have been sexually trafficked, trafficked and exploited. So thank you both for being back here again. Thank you. Um, just to get us started, Jane, would you share a little bit about your background and kind of how you got connected with Terabinth and what you're doing now? I uh, have been a hairstylist for 24 years, but um I have a passion to give back to the community. Um, God has called me in many ways, and um, we were I was currently with my daughters volunteering at the care center. Um, and when COVID hit, they closed everything down, and we lost our opportunity to serve, which really hurt mm. our family. You know, it just it, it broke our hearts to not be able to give back to the community. And uh, my daughters uh, asked to go to a bonfire one night, and I was really hesitant because we've really been talking about sex trafficking. It's been really brought up in the news in the last year. And I have three teenage daughters. So I was like, not, not going to happen, girls. I'm not <laughs> dropping you off at some stranger's house. I said, I will bring you to their house, but I'm going to stay. And uh, while I was there, I happened to meet a beautiful name, uh, beautiful lady, Sherry. And uh, she told me that she used to work at a, a refuge that helped uh, women in sex trafficking and she taught classes um, to educate teens mm. about sex trafficking and so I said sign me up my girls need to know all about this and with that she said well if you're interested she goes go on their website and you can start volunteering I'm sure they'd love to have you um, because I was wanting to do hair I figured I could go up there um, once every couple weeks do some haircuts and give back at least that little bit not knowing mm. what I could do Mm -hmm. And in the process, um, with my interview with Cece, I, I said, I have three teenage girls. Is there anything that they could help with? Because they really do have hearts to serve. And she said, well, we have this garage. <laughs> she goes, where all of our donations come in. And she said, if you guys could come, you know, clean it out, just sort through the clothes, you know, what's good, what's bad, and just kind of organize it. That would be a great help for us. And I said, okay. And I brought my girls up there and was welcomed just fantastic by the staff there. And our first day we spent three hours in that garage sorting through clothes that I was like, oh no, we are not keeping this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we are not keeping this. And and we, we just we had we had so much fun. 
Um, hmm. There was a resident at the time who came out and, and talked with us and, and helped with us and just, it was so comfortable. We left that day and was, just had a fire in us that was so, so different than I've ever had before. Hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, what else can I do? And we got an email, um, a volunteer email that said, here, we, we're looking for people who could commit to one day a week. And I talked to my family and said, can I do that? I said, can I commit to one day a week going to the refuge and helping with things that they want of me? Not this garage thing, but what they want. And my family said yes. And I said, okay, we're, we're going to do this. And at that time, the, the residents were very few. And so I didn't have a lot to do. So I spent my time out in the garage. <laughs> and after a couple of days of being out there, I, I went home and God said, here's your project. Hmm. And people who've never had that happen, I hope it happens to you someday because I am not a clothing person. I am not a shopping person. I'm not a project person. And he called me to take this 12 by 24 garage, which CC had set up with as what they could at the time. I mean, stuff is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and this is a place for, you guys call it the Blessing Boutique but it provides everything that these women need if they don't have it. Mm. We provide everything from, you know, pajamas, socks, underwear, boots, winter jackets, anything that these women need, we provide. Mm. And and God just said they they deserve so much more. Mm. Um people ha- people want to help, but they have a tendency to give like their leftovers. And right. and he said they don't they they need more than that. Mm. And so he said, this is your, this is what you're going to do. You are going to redo this garage and make it into an actual boutique, not a garage. And I, like I said, I don't say no anymore. <laughs> I said, okay. And, and I went, and I went to, I went to um, the staff cause I was a volunteer at the time. And I, and I looked at the house manager and I said, I really feel I'm being called to do this. What do you want me to do? And they said, they looked at each other and they said, go for it. <laughs> yes. Here's the keys because we don't have time. <laughs> yes. And and so I I, um, I started by cleaning it out more mm-hmm. and feeling like I had a ton of space. And then I reached out to the community and said, this is what I'm doing. I need your best of the best. These women have literally gone through hell on earth yeah and they should not have to take your hand-me-downs right when they come here we want them to feel good and loved and have pride in themselves yeah i want your good stuff (laughs) and the community did not let me down i have taken thousands of pounds of textile through my front doors thousands cc you have it's insane (laughs) wow um and sorted hours and hours of sorting through stuff that nope i don't want just because it's dated or it's a little stained to beautiful brand new clothes that people are going out and buying specifically i have people who are like what do you need i'm like we need boots it's winter we don't have boots Mm -hmm. and I'll get a pile of boots dropped off on my doorstep. <laughs> That's awesome. And and so what 
what happened though is there is just so much stuff mm-hmm. that I need to re I needed to reorganize and rethink how this space was supposed to look. And and God said I want it to be a shopping experience, not a garage sale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a garage. It's you know, it's a sheetrock ceiling and plywood walls and you know, makeshift stuff to just support what we have. And so over the last few months, um, my fiance has created clothing racks from, uh, he created them. We designed them on our own um, and are making them to fit what we want. Um, we just went and got uh, 10 sheets of plywood and are creating the the new cabinets. Ooh for in there and Cece is like totally surprised she's like oh this is neat stuff I didn't even know about it is the the vision is there and it is amazing it is I still have more to work on Mm -hmm. but the community has been just amazing on helping me with ideas Mm -hmm. but eventually eventually the ceiling's gonna have wood on the top and we're going to have new light fixtures, you know, whether it be chandelier style or what, so that when women walk in, it feels like a shopping experience, not a, I need this experience mm-hmm. and I'm mm. just going to take what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And um, so with that, it's just, it's, it's expensive mm-hmm. with all the, with redoing stuff. And I know God will provide. Um, and he has. He has provided so much um, already. But we're at right now, it's winter. It's not a heated garage. So it's <laughs> really hard to work out especially, there right now. Especially right, right now, now. It's literally zero degrees right now <laughs> yes. in Minnesota. So my, my progress has been slowed a little <laughs> because what, I, what I'm going to have to do eventually is we will be pulling everything out. Mm. And it's going to get repainted, mm. top to bottom. Concrete floor is going to get painted, so it's a pretty nice. floor. Cool. And then we're going to have to put everything back in, and yeah. it's going to be organized to a level that I don't do in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be seasonal, yeah. so that in the summer we bring out more of our summer stuff. Cool. We're going to pack up all those winter jackets that take up this all the space. crazy space and they we're gonna, so we're gonna space. put those away mm-hmm. so that it has a feel of it love like they yeah. that these women will know when they go out there that they are loved because the community has come together to do this for them yeah mm-hmm. that people have chosen to whether you know donate their nice of nice stuff or went out and bought brand new mm-hmm. i mean i i would say i don't know exact numbers but there's a probably 25% of our stuff now is brand new uh-huh. that That's people really are awesome. just donating. I love that you went to the community and said, like, they need better stuff than this. I think sometimes when nonprofit leaders go and ask for that, ask for the donations or ask for the funds, there's a certain level where people can almost be apologetic. Like, I'm sorry to ask, but we actually need some boots. Or I'm sorry to ask, but when your conviction is strong enough and Mm -hmm. you truly believe this is the highest and best use of the money that is out there is to help these women, um, you can go at it from a different angle and people buy into it. Mm -hmm. You say, no, this is worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to a nonprofit leader last week and I just said, like, if you're not convinced that your organization is worth someone's money, then you need to rethink the vision that you've planted in yourself. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. And I think I love what you're saying, though, because you're like, I'm so convinced that these women deserve the best because God cares about them, mm-hmm. that I'm going to give them that. And I'm going to rally other people around me by showing them I'm convinced. Now you're convinced. Help me do this project. Um, <laughs> it's just so incredible. And it's mm-hmm. so exciting to hear that because they do. They deserve a good experience just because they're coming out of something so horrific. doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be treated as like the best of the best because they are the best of the Mm -hmm. best. Like it's not just treating them well, it's treating them exactly who God created them to be. And that is just spectacular. You should talk. I'm just going to keep going. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, no, I was just going to say like something that, I mean, we were talking a little bit even in between the two recordings of these episodes, because while you guys are having to deal with a week in between these two episodes, we just get to have a longer conversation. (laughs) And we were talking about all the things that this organization has been given Mm. uh, in the last even just a few years. And I think that goes a long way to just show that the leadership of Terabinth knows how to ask. That's a really, really big deal. It can be, sometimes it can be tough for a nonprofit leader to just like make the ask, but it is so important. And you just got to put yourself in, take a step back and say, okay, they're not giving me money. They're giving the mission, Mm -hmm. the money. They're giving the mission, the resources. They're giving the mission, Mm -hmm. the ability to have uh, a, a transition home. They're giving the mission an ability to have a place where women can come in and have dignity when mm-hmm. they've had a life that has not shown them dignity. Yeah. And so, like, really, especially for our listeners, like, put yourself in the shoes not as the person who's receiving the money, because really you're not. It's all about figuring out how do I actually make this ask with conviction in a way that <laughs> allows people the opportunity to be a part of it. Because mm-hmm. what's really cool about this whole uh, with the boutique thing that you're setting up is that the whole community is able to have pride in mm-hmm. the way that they're doing it. It's mm-hmm. like if you just went out and you just bought all the stuff yourself and you did all the, everything yourself at the end of the day, like you could say like, oh, you know, I did this for a good cause, but you'd be the only one who would really be able to have all that pride in it. Where now it's the people who have donated all of the clothing. It's the people who have donated the time to build the stuff and put things in and put the wood in the ceilings and supply the chandeliers and, and all that stuff. And they can not only have that pride in it, but that develops a sense of identity with the organization. Mm-hmm. And that's going to spread the ability to raise funds. It's going to spread the ability to bring in more volunteers and staff and more Everything. resources. Mm-hmm. It just gets just that goes. wheel spinning. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. When you were first looking at Terabinth as a hairstylist, you started out thinking, I'm just going to go up there and give some haircuts and that's how I can volunteer. Um, And I love that because you've not only had serving on your own heart, what do I have and how can I use it, but you've also instilled it in your kids. Can you talk a little bit about how you've done that? It's something that I've always lived. It's... Hmm. um, When I was younger and serving in church, I had my kids serving at church Hmm. and... We were, I don't know. It's just something God put on me. And, and it's just, I, it's the one solid thing that I lead by example with my kids. Hmm. Um, you know, we do a lot of, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And this is, this is the one area. This is do as I do, do as I do. But God gifted me with amazing kids who have the same heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they get as much, if not more out of this than I do and I had and Cece hasn't heard this yet but I had one resident come to me and she's and this was after being there a few times with my girls and she said I've been meaning to talk to you and I said okay 
you know, what's up? And she says, I just want to thank you. This is where I may cry. She goes, I want to thank you for bringing your girls up here. You have no clue how much this is helping me hmm. heal and through mm-hmm. my process. And whether, you know, professional or not, I start crying and I said, but you have no clue how much you are helping me and you are helping my daughters. Mm-hmm. By us being there, I truly believe that we are getting more than we are giving. Mm-hmm. Every day, every day that we are there, we we get more than what we're giving. Mm-hmm. And and how can you, how can you not keep doing that? I mean, I, I just I, it's like I, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> I didn't plan it. I didn't. It's like I want to give back. I mean. It's who we are, but this is something different. This is way bigger than writing a thank you card to the policeman, which we do. We love doing stuff like that. This is way different than baking for somebody because it's just, it's, and and we talked about boundaries last week. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have to keep aware with my kids as you know, always talking about boundaries because you got little hearts, little teenage hearts and they get connected and they love. And I'm like, God brings you into people's life for a moment. We don't get to decide when those moments end. Mm-hmm. And, and we just need to cherish and, and, and be thankful that we have those moments to, to give to people. And we, t- and, and we accept what they give back. And then we go where he calls us next. I, I think it's really cool, too, because like it's very clear that you have tasted how awesome it is to be a part of something that is, as you give to it, you're given back more but i think uh there's a, probably a good chance that a lot of our listeners haven't necessarily had that opportunity yet and like this should be a really big green light moment for you to go hey i just need to like get out there and finally just take that step and start serving somewhere and see what it is because i mean it's a it's totally a thing mm-hmm. helpers high is totally mm-hmm. a thing <laughs> yes. and, and it is so so good especially if you can find the organization that resonates with your heart mm-hmm. and what you were created to do so like maybe maybe you're listening and you've been kind of thinking about maybe getting involved somewhere or helping out with something like do it try it out if you hate it then stop but chances are you'll probably start the road down finding exactly what Well if you, you want hate to it do. stop and then go f- try the next thing yeah. because <laughs> the right just fit is out there. <laughs> because the right fit is definitely out there oh that's such a huge blessing for your girls, for the women you're helping, mm-hmm. for yourself, for Cece. I'm sure you're incredibly grateful for yes. all of the leaders around you. Um, I also, I want to go back to this. You said we don't get to decide when those moments end, like those moments of relationship. I kind of want to ask this to both of you. You've both served in different capacities in so many different organizations. <clears throat> How have you allowed people to step in for a moment knowing that they could leave again, but you still open up your heart? Because I know sometimes when you're in a leadership role, it's easy for someone to leave and it's like, nope, I'm just going to shut down. I'm not going to get hurt again. But how do you maintain that health so that you can stay connected to the people you're trying to help, um, but do it in a way where you're you're staying healthy too? Mm-hmm. Mine is all prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm. My, that That is 100%. I've spent more time in prayer in the last year than I have in a long time and just let me help me to accept what your what your decision is because mm-hmm. you know we don't we can pray for everything we want and and you can pray for all the stuff but if he doesn't answer it the way we want <laughs> we can't get mad 
Right. We have, to, <laughs> we have to pray that we accept how he answers those prayers. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if I'm at the refuge, I'm like, oh, I want this to happen this way. And it doesn't. It's like, well, that's, it's okay. That's how God wants it. You know, if we, we have residents come in and you're like, I just love this person. I want to just make their life perfect. Mm-hmm. God knows what the plan is. And, mm-hmm. if, and if they, they leave, I just pray, God, please help me to stay strong and be there for the next person and keep protection over that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I prayed last night for my little girls. Remember, <laughs> this is God's God's way. And we and we just pray for acceptance. That's like that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing for me is I have to accept where he has us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember having to have this conversation because I work a lot in like recovery ministry when uh, when I was on staff at the church. And one of the things that I had to talk to people a lot about was God cares more about that person than you ever could. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really hard to remember when you see their life falling apart again and you just want to control them and like make them do all the right things and not do any of the wrong things. But there's, there's only so much you can do. You can't force people Right. to have a healthy life you can only try to help them to have it mm-hmm. you know and, and and modeling that and showing them what what uh, pride in themselves and dignity can feel like and and all of that stuff is is really all you can do in prayer right those are the things that we we can do but at the end of the day and this is a really great reminder again for our listeners too like you you want to try to help everybody you want everybody to be able to have have what you're envisioning they could have but ultimately, there are going to be some that just choose to not accept mm-hmm. the help, unfortunately. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we still have to, don't let that get you down. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's still there's someone out, out there who wants that help and will take advantage of that for mm-hmm. you, yeah. from you. Uh, Cece, yeah. with your experience, could you speak to that a little bit too? When you know that there are people that you could help and kind of the ups and downs of seeing that. Because you're at... I mean, I'm sure you've seen so many people mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's as you all were sharing, you know, it's about I, a very wise person um, talked about how when we and, and really about when we walk into a situation, we can be an answer or we can take away from that situation. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who kind of are all about themselves and can can be wallowing in their own whatever. And people have those times. But. When we, when God brings people to us, we can be an answer. I mean, mm. whether that's just a letting them know the beauty you see in them, mm. and it might be just the one opportunity you have for them. And mm. who knows? I can think of all my years of working with people, um, young teen girls who remembered one sentence that somebody has said that really mm. just made their day and made them realize that they were special. And so it's really knowing that we as as a Christian, I can be Christ-like and mm-hmm. can show, point to Jesus. And someone, you know, might have a, I might have a long time with that person. I might have just a day or an hour or 15 minutes, but it can be impactful. And God can use us wherever we are. Um, we can't make anyone do anything, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we can be a, a model. We can be you know, um, you know, that kind of answer, you know, and just hope that they, you know, maybe take that with them and maybe that will be a change for them. Well, I mean, the, the seeds, little, the seeds, little seeds yes. that we plant don't go away. Right. When people walk away from, you know, that little sliver of time that we had. And sometimes 
you know, we have large opportunities in their lives. And sometimes we just have, you know, that little tiny moment. Yeah. But making the most of those opportunities, whether they're big or small, is really what makes the difference for people. Yeah. Because, like you said, I mean, I think when we, you know, eventually, hopefully get to learn about the legacies that we're all leaving in our <laughs> lives, like, I want to be able to hear stories about one little, like, the smile that I gave to somebody someday. Mm-hmm. Like, how that changed their life, you know? And I think that those those things cause ripple effects that, oh, are, yes. that we're never going to know. Yeah. And I think sometimes we underestimate the power yeah. that just five minutes can have with someone. Mm-hmm. So, well, we do have to start wrapping this up. So, Jane, I'm going to throw this question over you that we ask all of our podcast guests. Um, what does the idea of leaving a legacy mean to you? I want, I want people to, when they, when they think of me or think of what I have done that I, I made, I made decisions with conviction. I, I, that Mm. I didn't turn away from God, that I, I made, I made an impact in this world by being a light of Christ, Mm. that I didn't do things for my benefit or for, for glory brought to me, but that as I did things, it was always, um, to be his hands, his feet, his light. That is something that we pray in our house every day is mm. that, Lord, please let me be the light to the people that we see today. Let my life shine you onto them. And that's that. what I want my legacy to be. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, where can our listeners find you and the projects that you're working on? I'm going to send that one to CC. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to our website, which is www terrabenthrefuge.org or you can um, call our office which is 320-828-7721 and we are on social media Um, we often post some interesting things there cool Awesome. Um, we'll have all the links and numbers in the show notes. Um, I know that they would love your prayers as well as mm-hmm. if you feel compelled, uh, financial resources and whatever else you're able to give. It's a great organization. So thank you, Jane and Cece, so much for joining us. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com.